You're now about to witness the strength of geek knowledge. Hello and welcome. That's right. Once again, you are trapped in Nerd Cage Live. This ain't just a reaction show, but a debate show and a live discussion on everything that makes people like you and I tick. So thank you for joining us once again on another The Boys spoiler discussion as we're covering episode 7. So if you've not seen it, we're going to spoil the shit out of it. It's finale eve time. So please hit that like button and subscribe. I'm your co-host, Jay St. Motherfucking Jay! Certified Geek, seven days a week, coming to you live from yours truly, the land of Tom Cruise, Syracuse, New York. And, always among us, it's our moderator and troll hammer, stronger than the DK Banana Slammer, it is Joe from Fall One Gaming. What's poppin', my dude? Oh, ready to get into this spoiler discussion. We have a star-studded seven of our own tonight. We have Tabluck99. We have hey, on, tonight, Kid Blue. We have uh, Dion from Off the Beaten Podcast. Pretty Guardian and Kush from the Hub. <laughs> Thank you for everybody joining us tonight on this wonderful discussion. But before we get started, Joe, who we got in the chat? In the chat tonight, we have Paul Tackett. And I think all of us are in the chat. Yes, and some <laughs> lurkers. So anyway, we appreciate y'all being here tonight. Again, we're going to talk everything episode seven. So like we normally been doing, we're going to go around in the circle, kind of give our, not a rating, but a general thought of the episode and let these fine people plug themselves in. And we'll start with the man, the myth, the legend with the backwards name. That is Tabmonk99, man. How's it going today? Hey, very good. Thank you so much for having me on again for another one of these awesome The Boys spoiler discussion episodes. Um, yeah, you guys can find me at youtube.com slash tabmock99. Also on Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch at the same username, tabmock99. I pretty much use that everywhere I go. Um, so thanks again for having me on, and I thought this was a great episode of The Boys. Uh, I thought it was a really good episode. I love some of the unique animated sequences like we saw with black noir and that whole like Chuck E. Cheese ripoff that yes. was so different from everything we've ever seen and yet it so fits in with the theme of the show which is that all of these guys uh have some pretty severe mental issues right um I also love some of the sequences this time with Soldier Boy showing that hey this guy's not as far gone as we thought he's actually pretty with it he knows what's going on better than Huey does in some ways so you can't just write these guys off as, as being mentally deranged. You can't write them off as being just amazingly on top of things. They've all got issues and they've all got struggles, but they're all with it in some sense or another. So I liked a lot of it. And I also feel vindicated in some way because last week on this discussion, I had a prediction that A-Train would wake up in the hospital. Sure enough, he woke up in the hospital. I did not see it coming that he was going to get the heart of the guy that he killed. Wow. <laughs> that is really something. That took me by surprise. Even though I predicted that scene, I really didn't predict that scene. If you think about all the way, all the twists and turns that they added. Um, so before I get into it anymore, I'll save that for the rest of the show. And I want to hear from the rest of us. Very much. Very nice. Thanks so much. Uh, and again, appreciate you being here. And of course, we got the lovely pretty guardian, the queen of JRPGs. How's it going tonight? It is going so good being here with our esteemed panel. Thank you so much for having me back. 
I am excited to talk about the boys. This episode for me, I felt like the pacing was really slow. Obviously they're putting in a lot of those pieces leading into the finale, but there were just so many bombs. Like we all knew A-Train was gonna wake up in the hospital and he was gonna have some, you know, final arc here. Definitely did not expect for him to have the heart of the guy that he killed. That was crazy. And I don't know what's going to happen next with A-Train. So I'm looking forward to this upcoming episode. And then obviously that ending with Soldier Boy and Homelander. I did predict early on that Soldier Boy was going to end up on Homelander's side before the season was up. So that part didn't surprise me. But the whole father-son relationship, that'll be an interesting dynamic and, and to see what happens there. Um, anyways, I am Pretty Guardian. You can find me at youtube.com slash Pretty Guardian. And I just wanted to plug my upcoming video next Friday, July 15th at 6 p.m. It's going to be a video essay about the theme of friendship in media and connecting the dots between the stories of the wonderful Wizard of Oz, Sailor Moon, and Guardians of the Galaxy. Just nerdy stuff that I love and looking forward to that. So definitely check me out and let's talk about the boys. Absolutely. And even though you said Wizard of Oz, I will still watch the video. It's about the book, not the movie. So hopefully it doesn't lose you. All right. All right. Fair enough. And making his Nerd Cage live debut, my man from Florida, fellow Giants fan, one of the best at covering our beloved New York Giants here. Yeah, we're biased here. We're Giants fans. At least I am. <laughs> Kid Blue, what's up, my dude? What's going on, guys? I'm excited to uh, be making my <laughs> live panel uh, discussing the boys, one of my favorite shows uh, in, the, in the past couple of years. Um, yeah, this episode, I'm going to um, agree with what Pretty Guardian said. This episode was kind of slow paced. I feel like it was like the calm before the storm, before uh, the finale, you know, because we got that huge bombshell um, at the end. Uh, we've seen a lot of uh, character arcs start to come down a bit, and some of them are just beginning like uh, Black Noir, I really love what they're doing with him. Um, and I, I, frankly, I wish they would have started it a little bit earlier uh, in the season so we can get more of Black Noir and, and what he went through uh, with Soldier Boy. Uh, I'm really liking um, like what you guys were talking about with Soldier Boy. Um, you know, we haven't really gotten too much of him um, with, you know, the beginning of the season because, you know, he really didn't make an appearance until, you know, the middle of the season um but i'm really liking what they're doing with him and like i said i i, I don't know if we should say it now but just the, the ending was absolutely yes. insane and it, it, it only like i've been thinking about how they're going to make the finale um with with that knowledge with homelander having that knowledge of, of uh, what, what that is so um I, i'm excited to talk about all of this excellent and uh again uh please check out kid blue's channel all the links are in the description. I even just threw it in the chat there. So by all means, sub him up because he's taking time off his busy schedule to be here with us. And his counterpart, you know him. He's been here a number of times on NerdCage Live. It is Kush from the Hub. What's popping? Rocking the new hairdo. Hey, thank you, man. First off, thank you for once again for having me on NerdCage Live. I always love popping on here, talking with the panel, whether it's the same pieces or new ones. It's always a blast. In terms of this episode, nothing but agreeing with what everybody before me has already said. It's uh, It was a pretty great episode. I liked it a lot. I, I, I'm a little bit sad I wasn't here the week before. I, um, 
because that week before episode was just epic. And then we had like a different type of epic. And I still feel this episode was epic. But like Kid Blue mentioned with the character arcs, I love the backstories we got. I love the, uh, you know, Who Framed Roger Rabbit vibe for yeah. uh, Black Noir. Um, very unexpected in the way I, I thought they would have done it. But also, like KB said, I wish we would have gotten more Black Noir backstory, not only from earlier this season, but like he's been an intriguing character since day one, right? Like since season one, he's yeah, been a very yeah. intriguing character. So, and then with uh, Butcher, I, I absolutely love that we actually got to see what's been one of my biggest questions for a while, which is what what is Butcher's backstory? What is the story with Lenny? And, and we finally got to see that, um, you know, Butcher as of right now ain't really taking the lesson he's supposed to be taking from that, but we'll, we'll see how it progresses. Mm-hmm. My favorite parts of the episode, I know there was the gigantic reveal uh, and, and I love that as well, but I, I ended up being more satisfied by getting my, a lot of my questions answered. Excellent. Uh, and again, sub up the hub. Links are in the description. And of course, we're welcoming back the fourth member of Nerd Cage Live. He's been there from the beginning. It's the magical man from the land of the deep dish, Dion motherfucking McGill of Off the Beaten Podcast. Welcome back, my friend. What's going on, brother? Uh, always good to be here. Thank you for having me. So good to be on this panel. See all these great faces. Um, I was worried. You know, I know like some of you guys, you know, are, are filmmakers yourselves and, you know, you have a just deep-seated knowledge. I don't have any of that. I'm just a chub that sits on the corner um, with a bottle. But anyway, um, I was worried because after the last episode, that action and everything, the only, I was like, the only thing you can follow that up with, because you can't top it, was good drama. And that's exactly what they gave us. And I was like, Ooh, so, yes. I was just watching the whole episode like, oh, this is, you know, it was like, as you guys said, such a shift. But it was great to see these stories. You come to this conclusion that three of the most intriguing characters, Soldier Boy, Butcher, and Black Noir, basically all suffer from the same thing. And they make, you know, and you kind of see it makes them what they are in these different ways. Um, and I will kind of, uh, humbly disagree uh, with this idea of wanting more of Black Noir before. Because yeah. previously, right, we we didn't really know what he was. You know, we knew that he was supposedly really close to Homelander. And, you know, in the comic book, he's, he's you know, basically Homelander, a clone. And, you know, we didn't really know that story. And now we can kind of left this question of, like, is he so loyal to Homelander because out of fear, right? Because Homelander basically replaces Soldier Boy. So it's his subservience this whole time been simply because he's scared of him because That's we know he's scared he's of Soulja Boy. responsible for make creating him basically. And, and it's, it's such an interesting, you know, like that dynamic. Now we can like look back on it and be like, Ooh, you know, and I, I kind of like that we're left to this point to get that information in his backstory. Um, yeah, so I, I love the episode. I, I think Kush said it back. I still think it was it was very epic in a very different way, and I really, really enjoyed it. So I was all about it. Uh, other than that, off the beaten podcast, Chicago people, Chicago shit. Um, yeah, yeah, and I've been threatening to have a YouTube channel, so we'll see how that goes. That's about it. <laughs> Well, I posted the, the YouTube link there, so definitely uh, sub up Dion and check out Off the Beaten Podcast for all that good stuff. Now, Joe, we got we may be taking a hiatus, but please share what we have down the pipeline for Nerd Cage Live Gaming, and of course, give your thoughts, my dude. All right. Well, when we when you get back and we start gaming again, every Tuesday we are going to be playing Bayonetta. 
which is a game that neither one of us has ever played. So that should be. Oh, it's so good. Every Friday going forward, we're going to be playing the original God of War. Yes. I never played God of War, so I'm excited. And I get to get caught up. I'm getting caught up with God of War at the perfect time with Ragnarok coming out in November. So uh, great times. And yeah, so we'll be doing that in a couple weeks. So stay tuned. Tuesday, Bayonetta, Friday, God of War, when I get back from Chicago. And Joe, what'd you think of that fantastical episode? I love this episode. Um, it's a, like, like everybody's been saying, it's a different pace from the last one. There's no way they were going to top that. I don't even know if the finale will be able to top that. But that being said, this was a nice change of pace to like a telltale. It was, it was really good storytelling. And to get all the origins out there and everything, see characters come back, uh, have John Noble come in and make another appearance, that was great. So, I mean, yeah, this episode was still packed. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so... I love the episode. Like I said, I, I, I'm probably going to regurgitate everything everybody just said. First and foremost, I love the origin stories of Billy and Black Noir. Um, there are some comedic moments where if it's uh, women aging like fine wine, but they're dry as fuck. Or, you know, just, you know, hey. or, or some of the granny jokes. It was great. But that ending was just, that was just a fucking bombshell and like, I just remember, like, I was sitting there. I, I, I was sitting there. I was going to watch it, like, Friday. But then my Discord started going off saying how great the episode was. And I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to stay up the pole all nighter and just watch it. Um, so, yes. Now, while I got everybody's attention. So, here's what's going to happen. This is our last Thursday stream before we go on our uh, hiatus. We're probably going to be go gone from YouTube for at least a month or so as we kind of get ready for our soft branding as we're going to make two major announcements, including a giveaway. Hint, hint. Um, but we're going to be doing one last live stream on Sunday as we're going to be covering the finale. Yes, we're, we're not going to wait till Thursday. We're going to do it Sunday, 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, as we're going to do spoiler discussions of episode 8. Hopefully we can get some of this panel back, but we are going to do it on Sunday because I leave for Chicago on Monday. Mm. So that's why we're doing it Sunday. Now, more importantly, though, tomorrow... We're going to answer the question, age-old question. And, and we're, we're living in patriotic times right now because of 4th of July. And, of course, I know the country's a little divided right now, but that's besides the fact. But we're going to talk about who are the Mount Rushmore of action stars. With Nerd Cage Live and Friends, we had a whole bunch of creative people like who chimed in on this discussion. And it's going to be a lot of fun. And that's going to be premiering, keyword, premiering at 9 o'clock tomorrow eastern standard time that's eight for you central motherfuckers and six o'clock for you west coast motherfuckers so please be there uh i promise you it's gonna be a lot of fun there's gonna be some skits there's gonna be a bunch of cameos it's gonna be great if you like the last mount rushmore video you're gonna fucking love this one so make sure your body's ready grab your steak grab your beer grab your bitch or your boyfriend and just enjoy tomorrow nine o'clock that being said, let's talk about this motherfucking episode, people. <laughs> <laughs> episode 7. All right. Joe, Favorite you're moment. the moderator. Lead us off. Where, where, where do you want to start, I think Joe? we can start with uh, the character that everybody was wondering where the hell she went. Maeve. Maeve. 
and see seeing her in the uh, alive <laughs> for now. She's alive for now. Or you could call it a nerd cage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll say I just thought the scene, what made that scene awesome was hearing her, despite that she's like, you know, her life is fucked, but she was just like, mm -hmm. I love, this is a top three day for me because I finally got to see you scared. Oh, is that a bruise on your face? Is that concealer? Fucking awesome. She knew exactly what his weakness was and he can't stand it. Homelander can't stand anybody seeing him in a weak moment. Mm -mm. Drives him nuts, and she knows exactly how to push his buttons, doesn't she? You know how, like, I feel like we've all been saying that Anthony Starr has been doing such a great job with Homelander this season. Like, he oh, really yeah. should get some type of award for it. Um, kind of a little bit related to that, but balancing to the writing now. I've loved a lot of his one-liners this season as well. Like from episode seven, when Soldier Boy told him he was the knockoff, and he's like, "Nah, I'm the upgrade." Mm -hmm. But this one, the one that I loved a lot with the Mave scene. It was when he's like, uh, I'm not letting you live. I'm keeping you alive. I'm keeping you alive, yes. Like, yo, that was, it's like, that was so hard, bro. I was trying like, to remember what he was saying. Say really? Yeah, yeah oh, no, man. because, you know, he's literally just keeping her, to, as he said, harvest her eggs. I'm sure we were all thinking the same thing That's when he walked horrifying. in. When he mm -hmm. walked in and, and we saw she was alive, we're like, hold up. What is the reason? I thought it would have been something less horrifying in the sense that maybe he's still in love with her in some sense but it was like nah yeah. i'm just trying to no he make just wants more to have babies. Baby, i'm trying to, yeah and then i mean i have a theory that we'll get to when it comes to homelander and um soldier boy but i think he's trying to make more also not only uh you know uh what you would call it his own children but probably more powerful versions of mm -hmm. himself down the line down the future yes very well um, said I think next we can we can actually move into the uh, the black noir cartoon series there, right. <laughs> uh, or the Chuck E. Cheese thing as Tap Tapak was saying. Yeah, <laughs> I really I really like how uh, creative they were, how creative they were, and like kind of going back into a backstory and kind of like making it like black noir because we know like he. He had brains missing. They showed in the cartoon, you know, he was, he was holding his brain. So, um, like, I guess that's, he's got a little bit, you know, going on upstairs. So I like how they kind of visualize what happened in that sort of, uh, in that sort of way. That's probably one of the reasons why he can't speak. Not to mention that yeah. animation was fucking awesome. It like, was great. Well, the I, production yeah, I, on the show is I, unreal. I love the facial expressions they managed to put yeah. on those animated characters, man, especially on. The, the cat for, for Crimson Crown says when they finally knocked him out. And then even when you saw Soldier Boy's eagle, like, angry and sneering yeah. at um, at Black Noir, I'm just like, yo, they got, they got really good facial expressions in there. Even though they didn't use a person, they really brought a lot of personality to the whole mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they did. They did. They did. Good job on that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really wish they would have done... If they even did the same exact scene just earlier in in the show, like obviously they weren't able to go into that uh, until Soldier Boy showed up because that's what really sparked all of this. Yeah. But I, I wish that we could have gotten more of Black Noir. And like there were some times in this season where he wasn't even in the episode at all. Like yeah. a couple of, you know, a couple of seasons consecutively, yeah. um, a couple of episodes consecutively. Um, so I, I really wish we could have got more of that because now that we're heading towards the finale, we're really looking to wrap things up. And, but with Noir, we're really like trying to 
figure out more about what's going on unless unless his arc is coming to uh, a close in the season finale then maybe that's different but uh, i really wish we couldn't gotten more of him early on in the season and i i, I was really intrigued by um black noir's origin and why he was so afraid of uh soldier boy and why he ran away and and that was the most because you guys know that you know he doesn't do anything unless vault tells him to and then th this was the moment where he snapped and uh you know took the chip out uh gave it to the lady that was so afraid and ran away um and so this is you know I just wish we could have seen it earlier. Yeah. I really mm. loved some of the stuff they did with Soldier Boy this week. Uh, I really liked the scene with Mindstorm and Huey and all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, good God, Huey wasn't going to give up on Butcher. Yeah. Even though there's there's Soldier Boy telling him, no, give up. It's a lost cause. Huey wouldn't. He found the way. He reached out to Mindstorm. He connected with him. He bonded with him. He's like, look, just free my friend. I know you've looked into his mind. I know he's not the best, but... He's he's my friend, man. You got to do this, and I'll teleport you away, and I'll I'll keep you safe from Soldier Boy. Well, wait and a minute, go. though. I'm I'm the boy. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I don't know. I don't know if he's actually if he lied to him, or he was being honest because he did say to Soldier Boy, like, yeah. let me just get him to save Butcher first, then do right. what you want with him. Right. Mm -hmm. So we don't know. Was he just being, stood there? So I felt like he was stalling for until Soldier Boy came out. I don't know, but he didn't look like he had the intention of getting him out of there. <laughs> I got the feeling that he definitely intended to get him out of there, and that that Soldier Boy killed him, and he's like, "Oh no, I was about to save this guy, and now I can't." <laughs> oh well. Oh, man. <laughs> it's it can be hard to read Huey. Maybe we'll find out more in tonight's episode. How yeah. about yeah. the lead up to that? I love that with the with the nun and the priest and the broken down car. Mm, yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. my yeah. god! And he's like, <laughs> yeah. he's like, he's like, no, he's not PTSD. You, why, why'd you shoot him? And he's like, no, these people are under mind control. And then, and then, and then the fucking nun tried to kill him. Oh, he was hundred percent right. That was, was thing. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was, was so great. <laughs> you thought he was just out of his mind, right? But no, oh, he, man. he knows exactly what's happening. Mm -hmm. This nun trying to knife Huey. <laughs> <laughs> That was, that was like the best. I love how he said he doesn't, he doesn't want to hurt the girl, doesn't want to hurt the lady. As soon as he jumps out, do something, do something. Because he realizes that he, um, what's his name? Soldier Boy was probably right. Yeah. Also, I like how they kept, like, they keep Soldier Boy just so really, what's the word I should use? Just goodly is not a word, bro. What's the actual word for goodly? Tactical. But they keep him, huh? He's, he's tactical. No, I was just gonna say like the accuracy of him being out of time is just so great oh, because yeah. you know he referred to PTSD as shell shock, which is what they called they PTSD, um, especially yeah. for uh, military vets back in the day after World War One. Mostly yeah, they yeah. called it shell shock, and like you know we're talking about he's a guy that was he fought in World War Two, probably Nam as well because he went missing in '84, so it's like. That is still what he has in his head as PT. It's like just a really small thing that I'm like, they keep it just so accurate to the time period he's supposed to be from. Let's use fought loosely though, because it was also established. He didn't really fight true, those yeah. wars. He just showed up after for the press release. Yeah. I, I want true, them to as far as the expand time on that too. Yeah. As far as the continuity was from. good. Yeah. He used the right want, with, with what you brought up, the Guardian, I want him to expand on that because like, Huey, he actually did what which I didn't think he would do, which is question him, and he got slapped like, you know, Soldier Boy was Connery for it. But I want somebody to go in deeper, like, where does does he have his own sort of god complex then for fake fighting in these wars 
essentially or showing up for the press release like you're saying uh, and then you know even right. later on in the episode we get his own definition of a soldier which is the fear thing that he was talking about not having fear mm-hmm. so I, I do want them to expand on that a little bit i feel like they gave us a little bit of insight when they discussed um he you know his idea of a man what it means to be manly or what it means to be masculine yeah and he, he also mentioned he stormed he stormed normandy too he mentioned that too but he all didn't. that stuff is but he didn't that's what they that's what they draw back this episode he he stormed normandy two weeks after d-day yeah but, but they do point out the fact right and i mean he has ptsd that's obvious right but what it what causes it could be because they point out that he was possibly he was probably the shooter at kent state they pointed out that he was possibly the shooter for Kennedy, right? So he basically was an assassin. He was a superpowered assassin for the government at some point in time. And so I think that has a big part to do with it too, you know? And they kind of just gloss over that. But I was like, oh, okay. That's, that's and definitely a part of it. by his comrades <laughs> and sent to Russia and experienced Yeah, I was going to say, I'd say Russia and being tortured there was, was probably where most of his PTSD is from. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I like Russia. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, um, Joe, go well, ahead. We get into the, uh, the origin story of Butcher with the uh, with all the Mindstorm flashbacks. Yeah, that was that was confusing mm-hmm. because although it was really like I really felt bad for for Butcher after all you know seeing. I know we kind of got a little bit in the in the season prior with his dad when he was uh, when he saw his dad, um, but now we actually got to see Lenny. And now we got to uh, kind of, um, I guess, connect the dots of how he relates to um, Huey and how uh, Butcher kind of, kind of is looking after Huey like he did for Lenny. But it really got confusing towards the end when Starlight gave him the call to say the doses, three to five doses, is, is, are gonna kill you. And they've taken, they've taken more than three to five, uh, three doses. I think Huey took three. And I think no, Butcher, didn't Huey take Butcher, four? Am I tripping? I think, I think Huey took, took four. four and he, I think it's plus, all right, so Huey took in episode three, right? The and first he's time base, He's inside. taken literally once every episode since episode three, didn't he? Mm. So that's four. But I also think Yeah, but unless, why... unless it's a continuation of that same dose, I didn't see him take more than three. I, I don't know, I could be wrong, I could be wrong. But besides the fact, um, three doses are pretty much going to kill you. What Starlight said. I don't know, you know, that information she she saw. Um, and by the way, I don't even know. Um, did it show the information she saw, or we're just going by what she said? You saw some papers. And yeah, there's some paperwork. Writing. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. So I mean, it's. I'm really interested as well how how that's going to play into the season finale because it definitely has to because they're not just going to drop that information and just gloss over it. And Someone's going to die. So someone might die. Um, and we literally, we literally saw the scene where Huey said, your brain is leaking. So Right, right. Yeah. So I, I, I'm not sure. It was very confusing when Starlight told him that. And then Butcher looked like he was going to sort of like back away from it after hearing that information and, you know, looking at Huey, wanting to say he withheld that info. And, and, kind of, and kind of make up for what he did with Lenny. But now we see him go full throttle and say, listen, it's the V. And then he was like, okay, what about the V? We've got to get more of it. I said, oh my God. See, I don't know if this is going to like subvert our expectations a little bit and be like, okay, we're going we're gonna to get more of it and just destroy it. I don't know if that's what he wants to do or get more of it and use it. I don't know. But it's addicting um, we're stuff. Gonna fi- we're yeah. going to find out. Like, I, I think, just my personal opinion, I think he didn't want to tell Huey because he didn't want him to panic. Right. We got the focus on this oh, mission. See, 
I'm, I think Kush touched on it earlier about like where his headspace is at because a normal person would have, would think like, oh, I have a second chance to protect Huey where I couldn't have protected my brother type of situation. Mm -hmm. But instead he's looking at it as, oh, well, everybody who's been close to me dies so far. So he was, he was already dead man walking may as well finish the mission. Mm -hmm. I don't think he has any consideration for Huey at, at this point. I think he What's is very he? focused oh, on the mission. All he wants to do is kill soups, especially Homelander. And if that means that Huey's going to die, well, that's just more collateral damage. But it'll be worth it to take down Homelander. I think that's where, where Butcher's at. I think you hit the nail on the head. I'll, I'll say this, um, and it could be viewed two ways in my opinion. Um, I think one thing is definitely for sure. We've, we've gotten like a legit uh, bastardization arc from Butcher from season one to now, which I don't mind at all. Like We've gotten that for quite a bit of characters in the show actually but like i said it could be viewed two ways right you could view it as a bad thing where it's like they keep stripping away these things from butcher and making him just a terrible and worse person with each time we see him or you could view it as and this is the kind of way i view it which is just like he's so broken and he's just so not mentally right he's not there and like guardian says he's just so right. consumed by revenge like the only thing on this man's mind is revenge that he doesn't care if he makes the same mistakes over and over. It's gotten to the point where it's like, he doesn't care who dies. Well, or I, I, I should say there is one exception. When he pushed away on um, Ryan, that was about it. But he's just so hell-bent on getting that revenge uh, that that is what rules him now. You know what I mean? There's there's also one um, thing when um, with MM, the reason why he chose and to try to keep the team together. So he showed that he has some care a little bit. His intentions, I guess. But that's like before. Are, that's like before right. the series started. That's right, not but, him currently. Right, but I, in this season is where it, where it was revealed and MM kind of realized. Yeah, I guess I'm supposed to try to hold the team together. Well, eventually that fell apart. But um, I got I got. It's not necessarily a theory, but even though. Yes, I, you could definitely view it that way. I viewed it more as just Busher being manipulative. Maybe I at one point that, that was yeah. true. Like, or not at one point, maybe it is the same. He's telling the truth. That's why he right. recruited MM. But he used it But to the reason why he used it there, I think, given where we are right now, episode seven going on, episode eight, I think he just said it to manipulate MMM to work with them again. Agreed. Okay. Let's, let's consider for a minute how conflicted Butcher actually is. He hesitated when he heard that information. He's, he wasn't sure what he was going to do for a minute. And in fact, I think he still doesn't. He's just winging it, man. He's right, playing right. it by ear. He doesn't know what he's going to tell Huey. I don't think he's got anything figured out. He's just uh, rolling with the punches and seeing where this goes. He might tell Huey. He might not. Even he doesn't know where he's at. Yeah. If he does, I think he would come back to what Lenny said in the flashback. And once again, what uh, Guardian said earlier, it would just be too late. I mean, in my opinion, and I could be wrong by count, I think it already is too late. Uh, you're right though, KB. I just thought about it. In terms of the amount of times we actually saw them shoot up, I think it was three. But I know from episode three all the way to episode seven, they've been they like they had it within them, basically. Like it's it might already be too late. The next dose could be the fatal one. And in fact, I think Butcher himself is contemplating his own suicide, thinking, hey, if I die, it'll be worth it if I take down Homelander, because in the process, I'm really saving the planet. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And and quick side note, I mean, I know I'm jumping off the tangents here, but I just had it in my brain before I forget no, it's all good. it. It's what we do. Am I am I the only one that does not care about the deep and his story of at all? 
I find that hilarious. I, I, I think it's I good find it, like, I find it like played out. It's like, it was a cool joke. It was a funny joke and an awkward one in the beginning. And I was like, damn, that's creepy. But then like every episode where we're, we're, yeah. you know, it, it's kind of- I'm kind of with you. It's, like, it's gone to a point where it's plateaued and yeah. it's gotten a little bit stale. I'll say this as well. I feel like the deep story arc peaked in season two, where he was a character that so actually much potential. kind of, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it mattered. It had potential. We saw them play it out well with the church and whatnot. Yeah. And I thought they were going to kind of build off of that. And it seemed like they were doing that for like the first couple. But I agree with you. After the first couple, it's kind of like, all right, like, what are we doing here? Like, like, why, why are we still watching this guy? And I feel so frustrated because I went from hating him to actually having a little bit of sympathy for him in season mm -hmm. two. So I'm like, all right, I want to see what his story is. And now back in season three, I'm just like, I don't want to, like, there's no point in watching this yeah, guy on like, my screen. Yeah, like, him and that damn freaking squid. Yeah. Like, I, I don't care. Like, we've seen, like, three scenes with him and that damn squid. <laughs> or octopus, whatever. What's her name? Um, Ambrosia. Bro. Ambrosia. <laughs> you know, there was a joke in Peacemaker where they said Aquaman fucked a fish. And it's like I they think they just took that joke and stretched with it. out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, here's the, here was by far one of my favorite moments on the episode. How about when... Um, when Starlight was live streaming and caught everything Homelander said. Oh, that was so good. Yes. I got a question. Million was she, was yeah. she actually live streaming? Because when the phone pulled up, it looked like I she looked was on phone. the camera app. She was. Uh, she was, she was on it. And, and then yeah. if you see in the beginning of this episode when it shows the news uh, segment, and yeah. it showed that she had 22 and a half million people watching live. That is ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know Golly. how Ashley is going to spin that because you, you don't, Homeland at the end of the episode is like, it's your job to spin it. How do you spin I'm that? Really, I'm running you lines. admitted I'm really, to killing Super Sonic. You're not supposed to record us when we're running lines. Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> That's all. Yeah. He, but then what yeah. are the people, what are the people's the response? Oh, go ahead. Well, I don't think there was an explicit omission in there. I, I think he yeah, was he didn't just, explicitly say yeah, it, yeah. Yeah. But then also it's like with the, the Lions thing, the all right, the counter is why is Starlight there if she's the enemy that you've been telling us she is like the past week? Why mm -hmm. is she in the building running lines with you, my guy? Yeah, it's it it's sense. a very clumsy attempt. Yeah. At yeah. covering up. Yeah. Yeah, that that one that one was uh I I'm really starting not to like Ashley's character. It's really starting to get annoying. I get why she's doing what she's doing, but it's just so annoying. That's how I guess yeah. how you know how you're playing a character right is when you like don't dislike the character so much. Um, I really are you saying like the Ashley. character is annoying, or are you saying or are you saying seeing the character is annoying? No, no, no the character and what she, and, and and the action she's taking to protect herself is kind of annoying. Like I I don't view her as any sort of heroic sort of character at all. Um, but the fact that Starlight almost kind of got her to sort of help them out a little bit and kind of fight back almost there and she just she just snapped back into it and 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 started to uh think about the company and and, and herself really she's really protecting herself uh mm -hmm. more so than like obviously the company is in her best interest as well but i think she really just trying to protect herself because you've seen it like she yelled at a train and she was just happy that she yelled at a soup like, you know, so she's just, she just happy that she has power and yeah. um, and that she's able to have some sort of um, some ho some sort of stronghold on the soups. And, you know, I guess she's just she's a little bit driven by power. And that's that's what's protecting her at this point. I, I think she's just driven by her survival instinct. I don't think she yeah. has the company's interest at all at heart. It's just mm. that uh, it's just that doing good for the company equals she will survive. Right. right. I think she's driven by nothing but like like it was shown to us in the same scene you mentioned when Starlight went to her. 
uh, when she said, I don't have powers, and we saw, like, a crack of the of the true person. She's she's just trying to survive. That's right, it. Right, right. I like her more and more with each passing episode. Like, <laughs> I just, like, I mean, she's a villain, you know? But, like, like when she pulled her hair out, I was like, Oh, I'm, highly, I'm highly aroused, but I'm, but I'm hey, gonna give it to yo. myself. Hey, yo. I was like, I just want to say, the, she's yelling, she's like, but you know, well, fuck it. And I was just like, yeah, girl, tell him. Fuck that. Why is it back. that every time she pulls her hair out, they don't have blood? Because pulling your hair out like that, bro, you gonna bleed. And she like, why took is there a no whole, blood? And she took a it's whole, like a whole chunk. Like, yeah. I think by now her scalp just doesn't like she's been doing <laughs> it just so adapted. Because you remember at one point <laughs> she was bald, it. right? And it yeah. Grew back. She's just, yeah, that's, you know, that's her power, bro. Just a little bit, power. you know, growing back here quickly. But, you know, the she's, hair. she's kind of lost it, you know, and she's trying to hold on to what little yeah. bit she's got left as far as, like, not just cracking. So, like, her lashing out of A-Train when she can, her lashing out the producers. I'm just like, yeah. I think she was low-key kind of making, like, taunting um, A-Train a little bit when she's saying, oh, yeah, you, you, uh, um, uh, Blue Blue Hawk died. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, but you guys heard oh, no, was low key, bro. I think she was like her scenes with A Train. Yeah, like her scenes with A Train made me like her and respect her so much more. Both like the first time. Um, and and I wanted to say this if I was on last week, which was it's probably my favorite scene was her actually going off on A Train and telling him yeah. I feel like what majority of viewers mm-hmm. want to tell him, which is that. Oh, boo-hoo, you have a sob story. You didn't care when you were out here murdering people, exactly. causing fatal damages and stuff. Right. It's literally because it happened to you that that you care. I don't care about you. Like, I was like, uh, it was like, like so cathartic to see that. And then this episode, I, the reason I say I feel like she was taunting Adrian is just the tone she was saying stuff in and, and like the look she was giving him, just the... Just, the mannerisms, I'm like, mm-hmm. and the way when she was like, we um we know that you and Blue Hawk were on the mend, so we gave you his heart. And then even on like afterwards, I I just felt like when she's saying, "Can I get a whoop whoop?" You could run again. Like yeah. even that was like a little bit digging the knife in yes. more. But yeah. that must that she might just be me. Doing. But I I think so she knew what she was doing for she sure. Knew what yeah, she was oh, doing. I perceive that as a big fuck and, you. And, and, and <laughs> I'm really glad she did it so well. I'm really glad you said everything you said because. Two weeks ago, one week ago, I said the exact same thing. I was calling out A Train on his hypocrisy. Then last week, Ashley did the same thing. And now, uh, you know, I just felt so vindicated when that whole thing happened. But at this point, I have to wonder where does A Train's loyalty lie? Because was he getting some kind of redemption arc? He seemed to be genuinely remorseful, but then he goes and kills uh, Blue Hawk for doing the exact same shit that he did. So he himself deserves to die by his own standards. Right. Um, he's he's still just as much of a hypocrite as ever. And Ashley, who was complaining, you know, the week before about how he has, she's always having to cover up his his uh, mistakes, is still doing it for him. It's still yeah. covering up his mistakes. So A-train. where is A Train now? After the way Ashley was digging the knife in, is A Train going to be loyal to Vought? Is he going to be loyal to Homelander? Is he going to switch sides? Is he going to join up with Annie and all of them? I have to wonder where they're going with this because A Train seems like he could be pissed at Annie. I'm sorry, pissed at uh, Ashley, pissed at Vought, and he may want to do something completely different. He does not look happy about what happened at all, and this may be the straw that broke the camel's back, and I see Dion kind of considering what I'm saying and maybe changing his mind a little bit. No, I think she's got blackmail material on him now. He killed a soup. 
And if she goes and tells Homelander, he's I'm fucked. So like not, she's only, always had black yeah. not only did she give him the heart of the dude he hates, right? So that's the big F you. If he goes and says anything, she'll go and run into him, Homelander. He's a dead man anyway. So I kind of, I, I just think he's like even more pathetic than he was. I just think he was pathetic all along. But I think he's even more pathetic than he was. And so, and that's why she's so like happy. She's like, hi, I got you right where I want you, fucker. <laughs> so, you know, like, and, and, and quick question too, and quick question. Are we sure that that he has Blue Hawk's heart because she lied about the whole scenario anyway. And um, are we, because the way that Blue Hawk was left there, there's no way his heart was intact. I'd have to look again, but I think his heart was intact. Like we saw his face get completely scraped out. Yeah. Maybe, you know, flesh from the chest and the chest cavity, but the heart could definitely still be there. We, uh-huh. I, you know, we have to go back and look when they yeah, did. Yeah, I'll, have, I'll have to look back at it, but I, I kind of like, I don't think it's out of the possibility that, that the heart survived. Mm. And it could be made up. It I mean, you guys way, know better, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, because she made that whole other part up. It, it would definitely be another twist if she's like, he yeah. could run again, he runs, has a heart attack, and actually dies. It could be another twist. <laughs> yeah. That would be awesome. I feel like, like when oh. he does learn the truth about what really happens, something's going to happen there with, uh, you know, with, with A-Train and trying to get back at Ashley for that, if he does learn the actual truth of what happened. But, um, yeah. You know, know. What are the odds that he would have been a compatible donor? Because finding a compatible donor. I was donor about to say, yeah. Blood organ. type and everything. Well, my, 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 they're soups. They're both yeah. soups. That's the oh, only yeah. way I would like combat that is like, well, that's Yeah, but that just gets past one of the obstacles of finding a compatible donor, like uh, Tabmok <laughs> was saying. Yeah. Mm. Huh? Who knows? Well, like I said, well, we we could be overthinking it. I mean, she probably just gave it to him, and like, yeah. you know, once again, it's just like, listen, man, this is kind of my punishment to you. It was yeah, definitely yeah. delicious irony, and I loved it. Yeah, as a game for, next week. Because for all we know, A Train out of spite might now run again. He's like, I'm not gonna use this dude's heart to, you know, power my superpower some. Uh, by the way, if he continues to take Compound V, he could ruin his that donor too. heart as well. Nice. Yeah, because that's what got us here in the first place in season one. He was shooting up even more V than he was supposed to. H G H H H H H H H. I'm sorry, that was a steroid joke. My bad. <laughs> I feel like I feel like we haven't talked about we haven't talked about the bombshell that happened at the end. Well, that's, we're saving that for last. Uh, huh? I feel, okay, okay, can I say it? I still. Homelander, I am your father. <laughs> Very well, similar. to... Another thing you can think about is the fact that if he does have Blue Hawk's heart and Compound V is basically, you know, a bloodborne thing, does that mean that his powers will change to Blue Hawk's powers? Uh, good no. question. Yeah. For anybody that knows a little bit of biology, does the heart produce new blood cells, or does it just pump the already existing ones? Blood cells mm-hmm. are produced in the bone marrow, right? Pumps I, feel like, I feel like they wouldn't yeah. go that deep with the science on it. But, but like even then, I don't quote me on this. I think blood cells are produced from the bone marrow, and the heart is, you know, just a pump. I could be wrong, though. What were Blue Hawks' powers to begin with? He had uh, super strength. He, 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 like, he was like, he was like, like yeah, Homelander, Homelander light, bro. Like, extremely yeah. light version of Homelander. Oh, okay. Like he, no Domesticated like version. Could he fly too? <laughs> no, 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 he can't fly. Oh, okay. he's, just, he's just really Part dirt of my conspiracy theory when we talk about the bombshell. I'm, I'm waiting for that. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, yeah. If we're gonna wait, then yeah, I was just wondering if we were gonna talk about it. <laughs> I feel Don't like there's definitely other topics we gotta get to before. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I'm trying to skim through. We can start talking about uh, 
Kimiko taking Kakafi. Ah, yeah. she got back her powers. Yeah, yeah I, I, I knew this was gonna happen. I didn't think they were gonna go the whole rest of the series with her not getting her powers back. I was a little um, scared because usually a lot of these characters have plot armor, but she was one of the ones that when she was captured by little Nina, I thought she was gonna sacrifice herself to save um to say Frenchie and and his ex um but you know that was I really thought she was in danger there um but after that after she survived that and they made it back um I knew she was gonna find a way to get compound V again because I mean it, it, it was only right she didn't want it because of how she thought it made her a monster and all of this and now she realizes that she needs it to protect the people that she cares about so I, I felt like it was inevitable she was gonna get it back and I, I feel like they did it they really done it right and they've done it well and explained it well why she really wants it again by the way she, real quick she, she real quick i'm sorry mad mike jones on twitch has invaded the street raided the stream with a party of seven so shout out to mad mike thank you very much i just hope we're not spoiling the show for you bro because i know you just started but shout out to mad mike jones give him a follow on twitch he's a hell of a mortal kombat player and yes. his his uh highlights and always his, playing the mugen point. games yes <laughs> but yeah yeah i just want to point that out because i know joe can't see because joe can't see twitch i can so i just want to say shout out to mad mike <laughs> sorry to interrupt. So. But and, yeah. and mad mike is going to be on the um mount rushmore videos yes. tomorrow yes yeah. mad mike is going to be on mount rushmore tomorrow so uh, look out for him i hope everybody got for him there all the all the pictures that we've been posting of the shots of the video um anyway where were we we were talking about um uh Kimiko. yes you know yeah. and i'm so glad that she was able to get her powers back and have this be a part of her arc because mm -hmm. i feel like by choosing them she's able to have that sort of resolution from the emotional baggage that she was carrying with her childhood and and obviously there's still more things for her to work through in her life but i i thought that was a nice moment for her i'm just glad she got to have a drink before she did <laughs> yes <laughs> I'm glad and she got to touch Frenchie's yeah. arms before she did. Yeah. Well, you're right. She's going to be in a much better space mentally now that she's okay with her powers. And now she's not going to think of herself as a monster anymore. Yeah. For her self-esteem. Shout out to Starlight for actually keeping it real and saying when you're in Iowa, there's nothing really much to do other than uh, drink. drink. And, and to quickly build on the tab muck, and I'm not going to go too long here because I see Dion got something to say. Um, with the monster thing... Yeah, she went from thinking herself as a monster. What was that episode six or seven when they were with Lil Nina? I, I forget. To now saying that the compound V doesn't make monster. Like, I think what we all realize, it just amplifies what you already are. And she's like, listen, like man, I need this to protect my own. Um, So I need to get it to protect my own. And, and I like that a lot. Also, uh, the letter in general was so good. And the way, you know, she expressed that she finally has a choice in the situation where it was forced upon her before. And now it's like, yo, mm -hmm. my choice matters here. Go it's ahead. my yo. body, my choice. <laughs> yeah. Very nice. Yeah, I, I don't think the, really coincidental because, you know, this was made like, what was it? Wasn't season three made like two years ago. And it's funny how it came out around the same time that that is a major topic right now. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, I was just going to say, I was just very happy with this development that now Kimiko and Frenchie are back in, right? They are back in, right? There's no running off to the French countryside oh, right? yeah, and all yeah, that. Yeah, Forget yeah. all that, right? We're in. She now is comfortable with who she is, which is great, right? And he's kind of like, you know, I'm in here for this and we got to make this happen and settle some scores down the road and such. So I was just very happy about that development. Also, Frenchie's bummed out he missed Herogasm. 
Yeah, yeah. I was so happy that he mentioned it because they kept saying, oh, Frenchie's going to hate that he missed this. And so many characters said that. I'm so happy that he he like, he like snuck that in there right before he started talking to MM. They weren't even talking about that. He's like, oh, by the way, I'm so bummed out. I'll never, I'll never forget that the rest of my life. I as, I as a kite, but he still got that out. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <clears throat> uh, all right, Joe, what we got in the arsenal here? The, the only thing I have, I personally have left is the bombshell. If you guys have anything else before we dive into that, feel free to bring it um, up. Um, actually, I do. I just want to say, and I was talking to my coworkers about this, like, the beginning with Soldier Boy and the old women in the bed there. Like, <laughs> let's, just, let's just give props to those women they have guts to bear all like that. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, when I saw that scene, my thought was, yo, when I'm in my 70s and I get a woman like that, fucking awesome. <laughs> Listen, bro, is so Soldier Boy a guilt hunter, bro? <laughs> well, well, no, no, it makes sense, though, because he's like 100 years old and, yeah. and a young man's body. So it makes sense for him to be attractive to, you know, older women because he's lived his life just that right. age. So I, I still like it. the Legends comment there. Smells like sex and Ben Gay in here. <laughs> <laughs> no. yeah. you, know, those, you know, those joints were aching, man. Oh, oh no. no. Um, that's, I like... that's, that's all I wanted to talk about was like, like I said, the, that that takes guts at that age to bear, bear all that. It like, takes okay. guts and it takes butts. Random, but very important and relevant. Stay off Twitter. I already just got spoiled for episode eight. Just completely oh, stay don't off do it. Don't do oh, it, man. Wow. No, no. Soon as Wait, this soon as we're done, I'm, I'm going to oh. watch right when we're done. I'm going to watch. Yeah. Actually, yeah. it comes out like late Thursday night. Actually, episode eight started on my TV while we were talking on accident. And I looked over like, ah, oh, shit. That's oh, <laughs> why I was over here playing oh, with my phone. Now I know what I'm watching tonight. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we're done, bro. As soon as we're, as we're, as we're, as we're done. As soon as we're done, I'm watching. I'm watching. Like Before I said, we, we won't have to wait long to talk about yeah. it because we're going to do, do episode eight on Sunday night. Shameless plug yeah. one last time. We are going to be talking, the boys, the season finale on Sunday. So you got... Three days to watch. Friday, Saturday, Yo, is there Sunday any day to we watch. Can do Saturday, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm out on Sunday night. Damn. Um, I, but I, yeah, I, it was a minor classic. spoiler. I'm but leave, that, I leave Monday. Yeah. I leave to go to Dion's yeah. town on Monday. So that's why we're doing it Sunday. This is the one time we're doing a Sunday stream because I leave Monday for Chicago. Rage Against the Machine, G Fest. Here we fucking Rage go. Rage Against the Machine, baby. Yeah. Woo. Come with it now. <laughs> yeah. It was a minor spoiler, but if a minor spoiler is out there, you know major spoilers aren't far behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, True. but yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's talk that fucking bombshell. So, wait, wait, wait. Before we get to the bombshell, yes. there's one thing. Yes. It's a really, really minor thing, and it's not important to the grand scheme of things, but it could come up again in, in the next episode. So mm. let's talk about Mother Milk, and he had a little bit of a meltdown in front of his family. Like, he didn't even mm. want to be here with the boys, right? He didn't want to sign right. back up with Butcher. He wanted to just concentrate on his family. But now that he sees this guy who's, like, pro-Homelander and taking his daughter out to a Homelander rally, he lost his shit right in front of his daughter and... He's not a family man anymore, right? Like he's out. He's he's gonna be divorced and stuff. Yeah, I, it's a, it's I think he's still a point. family man. I, I I wouldn't say he's not a family man. He's still very much a family man. It's but he's not gonna be able to be with his family anymore. And to Kid Blue's point, like we don't really care about the deep and his divorce and stuff like that. But I really feel like for Mother's Milk, a divorce is coming, and it's a mm. lot more. Aren't they already divorced? Painful. I'm confused. They're Are they split. still They're going legally divorced? They're already. 
thought they were divorced, you know? Yeah, yeah like, like, like all right, they're already together. They're already separate. So yeah. I don't know if like a, like an actual legal divorce is gonna do yeah, I mean, much. I what I will say is that like his daughter is unfortunately like she is kind of being groomed by the stepdad. So that like we saw the reaction she yeah. had. So like that was unfortunate. But it's like at the same time I wouldn't change a thing that MM did, bro. That man yeah. deserved to be knocked out for what he said and for what he did. Yeah, and yeah. I, I think his I think his wife you know, basically or whatever is uh, basically taking a side on it because she, she was like. You did what? So I mean, she's yeah. They like get she back was together over that, you know. She was, she was appalled that he knocked him out, as we saw by the reaction. But she's definitely not in support of what Todd's been doing. Yeah. The only mistake, real mistake he made, was just not saying go in the house before you. Like you, yeah. you give that ten second doorway before you put them food flops on them, and then you let them know. Like I'm as soon as you go to that door around that corner, you gonna get it. So I'm well, just let no, you know right he now. Didn't wait. Hold on, because I rewatched. <laughs> didn't he say? Hey, I want to talk to uh, in, in private. Didn't he like say that to his daughter? Like, I want, I need to talk to in, in private. private. I don't remember where it was in he private. He was trying to, I think. Yeah, so. he said, <laughs> I need to talk to, to you in private. Like he, he was, he was trying, but he just didn't. Yeah, he, See, he, gotta, didn't, he didn't take the extra, extra initiative to get her in the house. You got to get he, the ten second doorway before yeah. you. Boop, 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 boop. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As a, as someone who has daughters who have had a stepfather, sometimes you gotta be like, "Yo, you gonna catch it? You gonna catch it?" <laughs> you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes it happens. You know what I'm saying? If so, someone took you know, your daughter to a Homelander rally, uh, tr- could you could you imagine? If, so, like the, the gentleman who was my daughter's stepfather, great guy, whatever. Could you imagine some dude took my daughter to a Trump rally? Yo, <laughs> I'm driving all the way down there <laughs> the whole time, just like. So you know it happens. <laughs> yeah, and that's obviously that that was, you know, where they were kind of leaning with that too, like politically yeah. speaking. Yeah, I think that's where they were going. With yeah, it. It turned up to eleven, but yeah, like turned up to fifteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Homelander is the best. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's just it. Like her daughter only sees the Homelander yeah. on TV, whereas you know, MM and mm-hmm. Homelander have history, so. I, I found everything Todd said hilarious because obviously we know all the information. Like he's right. like Star Life trafficking kids yes. the same age as like my students. I'm They're like, telling the truth. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's, like, it's so funny because he's like, don't listen to the establishment media, but him himself is listening, listening to the establishment yeah. movie, yeah. the establishment media. I was like, mm-hmm. that's just funny, man. Dude, all yeah. these people who are watching the news who thinks these soups are so great, it's um they're so brainwashed. They have no idea what the soups are really like. Right. And um, can you really blame Todd for being such a misinformed sheep? I just love the stories that they're telling about Starlight. Like she's trafficked. That's like oh yeah. Oh, what what, a, what a diversion Every team that enters her foundation disappears. I'm like, can we fact check this, bro? Like, this is this should not be hard to fact check. Of it's all the crimes, like, that's what this is. It's a PizzaGate thing. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> man. oh man. Maeve's in on it. It's a it's a hot thing. It's a thing. They, they, it's so weird how you could try to paint Starlight as like the bad guy here when she went live and like kind of was really um, sincere about everything that was going on like in front of the damn herogasm, um, you know, debacle or whatever, the <laughs> destruction. And and she was sincere. She was out. And then they tried to spin it in a way like actually in the beginning of the of the episode, totally went away from everything that she talked about and said she was involved with Kimiko and uh, she was involved with this female and stuff like that. And, and she was just trying to 
divert away from from what uh, Starlight was saying. And and yeah. they regret ever putting her in the seven. Remember Bob's statement? Yeah. 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 Yep. yeah true story. All mm -hmm. right. So. The big reveal. Yeah. Yeah. So it's ten o'clock. Let's talk about the big reveal and call next. We really want to watch this finale. But so yes, the big reveal, as everybody knows. All right. Last spoiler warning for those. Spoiler show anyway. It's yes. We said it Soldier three times Boy already. is. You are the father. Um, I don't know if anybody <laughs> remembers the Maury show. Oh, oh yes. Um, so, yeah. So, my thoughts on it real quick. I didn't see it coming. I was just as surprised as everybody else. I don't, I don't read the comics, so I want to wait till after the show's over. Um, but my, my take it, the way I take it is like two things. One. I feel like there's going to be a team up. I think I think Soldier Boy and Homelander. It's going to take a turn for the worst for everybody else because I think those two are going to yes. team up. Now, That's crazy. the other thing that nobody's talking about: Homelander is basically the first natural-born soup. So we know that now that he was actually born like he has a father. He was, you know, I mean, Anders. He's got a grandson too. Soldier Boy's got a grandson. He's got. A, He's got a son and a grandson that are soups, naturally born soups, not with the um, compound not V. Not born and then given the V. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they're actually born soups. So that was interesting. That's all I got. So that just like, born soups, and I think they're going to team up. So everybody else, just go ahead and go. I want to say one thing, that this whole thing, if this is a team up between Homelander and Soldier Boy, and it looks like it is, that means Billy Butcher fucked up big time yeah. because his whole plan to try to take <laughs> yeah. down Homelander by getting Soldier Boy backfired and blew up in his face. And his other plan, his backup plan to inject himself with Temp V to try to take him down himself is going to kill him. And that's also going to backfire and blow up in his face. This is a horrible situation with Homelander. Yes. But everything he has done has just made things worse and worse and worse. Kind of like Raiden in Mortal Kombat 9 story mode, but I digress. My point is, <laughs> Billy Butcher hasn't find, found a way yet to get this right. What the hell is this going to do to him? I, 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 okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, I disagree. And here, absolutely, I disagree. And here is why, kind <laughs> sir. I think what's going to happen is because there's one still element out there. There's one member of Payback and we still got to get, and that is the one person that Homelander actually likes, and that's Black Noir. And that's the one way that Billy can get between the two of them. He's like, look, this dude's trying to keep you away from your last target, and that can become a problem, right? But Billy can play that between the two. Oh, that's interesting. And, and it, was also Black, it was also Black Noir that sold him out. Yeah. So out of everybody he killed, they, they were that's they the one he wants the most. It. it was Black Noir. Yeah. And one thing that this really, this this um, reveal really shows about Homelander, we've seen it last season with Stormfront, he's just so desperate to have someone that is connected with him a little bit. Like Stormfront yes. manipulated him as like, oh, you're the love of my life, all that stuff. He thought he found real love. And now he thinks that, well, now he knows that he has a father and now he's like going to be connected to his father. And he's sort of being used as a pawn. He was used as a pawn last season mm -hmm. and now he's going to be used as a pawn this season. And I think with Black Noir, he's going to try to snap out of it. I think they're going to wind up fighting again because of Black Noir. Um, but it really shows the weakness of, of Homelander, of him just wanting, because he said it throughout the season, 
like even though the you know instilling fear in people is what he likes he still a he little wants part to be of loved. it still wants to be loved and so uh, yeah you know that that's what soldier boy is trying to manipulate him in doing saying that you know uh you're my son i mean it's real but i mean he's manipulating him with that and the same thing that stormfront did last season mm. so you hit uh, all of that further with the what ifs here um basically right now what we're talking about is that Homelander's gonna have to make a choice does he help out black noir or does he help out soldier boy but if butcher takes the side of black noir that leaves him with a choice and if soldier boy finds out about his grandson <laughs> and takes like takes him somehow i'm wondering uh, about that dynamic right he, there yeah what the hell is right yeah. <laughs> I, I want to say, um, to build off what KB was saying, I do think they're going to fight again. The Black Noir thing never po even popped in my mind. So shots beyond, I think you were the guy that, that brought it up first. Uh, I thought they were going to fight um, because whether it's somehow in the next finale or I think in season four, I don't know if we got confirmation if Jensen Ackles is going to be in season four. Um, part of me has a sneaking suspicion that he is, but like he's done such a great job with Soulja Boy. Uh, like my thing was always, um, or when I saw it was that I think that they're gonna be, you know, together as father and son for a while, you know, having that iron fist over the world for a couple episodes or whatnot. But at some point, I think it's gonna come back to the mirror conversation where he has to eliminate the last piece of himself that's human. And now that has become having a father. I think that he is gonna end up killing Soldier Boy somehow, some way, whether that is in the season finale that we're all about to watch or sometime in season four. I think, like, once again, I think they're gonna team up. But I think the reason he's gonna turn around and kill him is because, like, they're building towards him being that ruthless, just non-humanoid, uh, evil, pure, pure like marble, like the mirror said, but just pure evil that he's gonna be. Because he's not pure evil right now. You know what I'm saying? There's still a little bit of him, like we all mentioned, that wants that human love. Um, the only part of him that's human just got introduced with uh, with Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy is still volatile with those Havoc themes, though, too. So even if he has good intentions being near Homelander, he could potentially still hurt him or, or something happen with that. So I want to hit upon something Kid Blue touched on, and I thought it was a really interesting analysis you made about Homelander. I don't know if you guys remember uh, as far back as Superman 2, but Ursa said that she figured out Superman's weakness. He actually cares for the people. And ironically enough, Homelander, as different as he is from... That's a cute dog. As different as he is from Superman, he's got the same weakness. He actually does care what the people think about him. So it's really interesting that, that he's based on Superman and he's like a, a twisted evil version of him, but still his powers are similar. And on this one point, they do have a little bit of overlap in their personality. They care about people. Mm. Yes. In some sick, twisted, demented way. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, does anybody have anything else to say or can I say the conspiracy theory now? Conspiracy go theory, go. go. I love conspiracy well, I, theories. Go ahead. Yeah, I want everybody to get their thoughts out before I present the conspiracy theory. My last thought, I, I was thinking, like, how can you top, like, this episode and the last episode? And what I would really like to see, I want to see Soldier Boy go after Black Noir, Homelander defend him, Butcher, full Butcher shows up, V to the gills, Huey's V to the gills, Mother's Milk figures, the only way he's going to get a piece 
V'd up to the gills. Then Frenchie's like, I get chemical guy V'd up. I'm gonna V up to the gills. And we all show up and just bang like we're in the alley. Yeah, well, what like, about my prediction? Well, with that. Uh, supersonic not being dead yet. Oh, Jesus. If he shows up V to the gills, <laughs> what? then it's wait, wait, wait. Actually, you mentioned Supersonic. Wait, you thought that was a fake, maybe it was a fake body? Yeah. That was a fake yeah. yeah, we, we, oh. that's Joe's prediction. That's Joe's prediction, space. but, but yeah, Dion, like, you made, you brought, you just brought up a good point, Dion. I was just, you just, it just dawned on me. Huey and Butcher probably can't V up anymore because they could die. But, but, there's an extra. MM has only taken one dose. So When he, did he take a dose? When did he take a dose? Remember, didn't Billy force it on him? Well, oh, I don't remember that. When? <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying that. that. I'm just saying that MM can take another dose and not die. I mean, he can take, take like dose. three doses. Yeah, he didn't take any. I don't think he's taking a dose yet. Frenchy can take a dose. Frenchy can take a dose. I did talk him into it, and he was. He said no. I'm just saying. Like I'm just saying. Like they, 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 Huey and Butcher can't. So maybe, like I said, maybe Frenchy and uh, MM I mean, will. I mean, Huey and Butcher are pretty much. As good as dead anyway. They took a they took too many doses as it is, so they could just keep yeah. going. There's good, there's gonna be plot armor for at least one of them, bro. Yeah, one yeah. of them is gonna survive and hey. at least. Yeah. I wanna it's add one little twist into Dion's theory. Homelander may view Black Noir as a traitor. When he found out that he took his chip and he ran, him. he was like, yeah. No, he wouldn't do that. Now he's gonna know he did that. Mm. If if Soldier Boy wants to go after Black Noir. Homelander might just let him. Homelander might join in on it. It could be Homelander and Soldier Boy versus everybody else. Wait, wait, wait. I'm kind of with that, yeah. Throw A-Train in there, because he's beholden to Vaught, but Annie has blackmail material on deep. So put him on the other side, and then V everybody else up, and that's a fight. And I mean, not only that, but they have to keep the parodies going, and what better parody for the finale than to parody Avengers Endgame? Ooh. Yeah. Where they all sides go at each other. I love you know? it. Yeah. Definitely. Also, the Super Friends intro. Same thing kind of happens. Yes. <laughs> or, or the X-Men intro. You know, Xavier's, uh, Xavier and uh, Magneto, they're side fashion. It's uh, a classic know. superhero trope. Hey, it's also like the MK Armageddon intro. Yes. Uh, well, here you go. <laughs> All right, so we're eager to watch the finale now. So why don't we just go in a circle, give a rating one through ten? Uh, oh, I thought Kush had the, the conspiracy theory. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right, the conspiracy theory. Let's right, go I'm down eager. the rabbit hole. Not that I don't want to be here, but I'm eager to watch the episode. All right, Kush, what's your theory? <laughs> so, all right, we know who Homelander's dad is. Homelander's mother. I'm getting into some Game of Thrones theory uh, mm. area here. Oh no! Here we go. Is Liberty, aka Stormfront. Because yes. she's the only superhero uh, from that time we know to actually have the power of flight. And to this day, Homelander is still the only superhero we've seen with that version of flight levitating. I think Annie can sort of fly, but she, like, uses the sparks. Uh-huh. Uh, we never saw Crimson's Contest fly. It it's only been Liberty, a.k.a. Stormfront, and Homelander that has had that levitation, a.k.a. Superman flying ability ever in the entire show. And we know Liberty and Soldier Boy used to be together because they started oh, Herogasm together. So fucked up. Yeah. I love it. Would, it would be so messed up, but it's so, that's why it's a Game of Thrones territory it's because obviously up. he ended up getting it's, with Stormfront in season two. I, I could disgusting. be But also remember, not only the, um, we know that Liberty was basically Soldier Boy's equal, if not superior to him because of her powers, but she was also 
like that ageless, the only other one to be ageless because of compound beauty or something like that. Uh, and you know, Soldier Boy possibly equals a more powerful Soldier Boy equals the upgrade of Homelander, which goes back to what I was saying earlier. I think Homelander's thinking along the same lines. He wants to get Maeve's eggs to make a more powerful him to continue the line. It's a uh, eugenics that's my thing. conspiracy theory. Ooh, Which could, is what Bot's thing was all along. One. Did she mention? I, I could be wrong, but I could have sworn that she did mention. Did she ever mention having a kid last season? When she was, I don't know. I don't even if she did. I don't even think she that went back she into would her know that she had a kid. Yeah, when she went back into her backstory, she said, I don't know. She I, had I'm more than to... one. She had a daughter, yeah. Chloe. Yeah, she had, she had a daughter. daughter. Chloe. Had a daughter. Listen, it could be the same thing as Soldier Boy where, you know, they, you know, they took her eggs, they took his fertilization, and could they just be. did not yeah. let them know, bro. Yeah, it could mm. be. You might not know. Could yeah. be. That yeah. would be such a, that would be such a the boys thing to do. <laughs> not, you, got, you, got my, you got my mind oh. twisted and turning now. Oh, my God. <laughs> Like, you can get the, like... Like I said, Annie, Annie is almost like a exception to the rule of flight because of the way her flying works. Yeah. yeah. Like, so, like, Homelander has, I think, on purpose, been the only guy we've seen fly. And then Stormfront, as well, has been the only one we've seen fly. And she levitates. She doesn't use her lightning powers to fly. Like, she actually levitates and whatnot. Right, right. Wow. I like it. Okay, okay. Well, that would be... See, the hero chasm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be that'd be so messed up. <laughs> uh, pretty garden. You got any uh, closing thoughts before we uh, wrap it up here, or do you uh, to add to add that add to anything there or no? No, let's wrap it up. All right, all right. So that's what she said. <laughs> all right, so we'll go around the circle. Everybody will give their. Oh, look at. Um, hey, uh, Nate, talk sports. Thanks for coming in, man. Um. As well as everybody else, I see Scott in there. I see a lot of people in there. Thanks for everybody joining us tonight. But yeah, um, we're going to go around the circle. We're going to give a rating 1 through 10, closing thoughts, and we'll let all these fantastic people plug themselves in. By the way, all the links are in the description of the show notes. Please sub all these fantastic people up. And we'll start. We'll wrap this up starting with the legendary, powerful leader of the Mortal Kombat fan community, Tabmonk99. All right. Hey, thank you again for having me on. I really appreciate the discussion. Uh, yes, obviously, I'm a huge Mortal Kombat fan. I've made several Mortal Kombat references during tonight's show. Somehow, I've pulled it off. Uh, if you like Mortal Kombat and going deep into the lore, follow me at youtube.com slash tabmock99. You can also find me on Twitch, Twitter, and Instagram at the same username, tabmock99. What did I think of this episode of The Boys? Well, I thought episode seven was fantastic. It did not have the same level of action as last week's, but it matched it or maybe even surpassed it in every way with all the drama and all the buildup. And some of my favorite moments in the series were in this episode. I loved Starlight live streaming Homelander. I love seeing MM get freaked out over someone taking his daughter to a Homelander rally. I loved so much stuff going on with Mindstorm. Everything about it was just amazing. And the last couple weeks, I've been complaining about some of the political satire that I thought it fell short. I thought that they tried too hard and it was clumsy, it was forced, it didn't quite work. I didn't see any of that in this week's episode. I'm going to give this one a perfect 10. Very, very nice. I'm with you on that one. All right. The queen of JRPGs, the pretty guardian. Again, thanks for being here with us once again. Go ahead, give a rating 1 through 10 and general thoughts and plug yourself in. Absolutely. I am Pretty Guardian. You can find me at youtube.com slash Pretty Guardian. 
for my final rating of this episode, I'm going to give it an eight out of 10, which is to say it was excellent. It was great writing. It was great drama. The the slow pacing, to me, it was a little bit jarring, maybe going from hero gasm to this, but I can definitely see lots of potential bombs to go off in this season finale. So definitely looking forward to this next episode. Excellent. And uh, Kid Blue making his Nerd Cage debut. Plug yourself in, give a rating 1 through 10, general thoughts. And I actually got a question for you, boss. Yes. Um, I asked this to all of our guests eventually, so would you be open to coming back to Nerd Cage Live sometime? Of course, of course, dude, of course. <laughs> all right, cool, man. All right, so plug yourself away, my dude. For sure. So, uh, yeah, I'm Kid Blue. Uh, you can find me on... Uh, Twitter and YouTube so far is the only social media I really use at, at KidBlueRB27, same thing. Um, but yeah, um, as far as my rating goes, I probably have to give it a solid 7 out of 10. This is not to say it was a bad episode at all. This is just going by like the boys' standards. So 7 out of 10 for the boys is like a lot better than a 7 out of 10 for any other uh, show or movie that, that I've watched. So um, it's, it's just mainly because of, I guess I'm coming off of the Herogasm episode high and uh, this pacing was a little bit slow. I feel like a lot of, they touched up on so many character arcs in this episode. It's going to be hard to try to try to wrap them up or not or try to continue them in the finale when we've got like one main focus of, to focus up about in the finale with so Soldier Boy and Homelander. So I felt like it was a lot of things at once. And then we obviously had a Black Noir sort of beginning his arc so late in the season. So I guess that's how that's kind of uh, the reason why I have to give it a seven for the boys standards. But everything else, I enjoy. The writing is always, always excellent. Um, never have a problem with it at all. It's it's comic when it needs to be. It's, um, I guess, uh, worrying uh, about the characters when it needs to be. I, I love every aspect of it. Um, so yeah, a solid 7 out of 10. The bombshell just does it for me as well at the, at the end. Um, so I'm very excited about the finale. Uh, but yeah, I feel like this is just a uh, calm before the storm type episode where they try to wrap up as much as they can with all these uh, um, character arcs and then move on to the finale and then obviously next season. Excellent. Kush rocking the new look, man. Go ahead, plug yourself away, my dude, and of course, give a rating of this episode and whatnot. So, just like Kid Blue, I cover the Giants. He is, in fact, my co-host on one of our podcasts, The Young Guns, and he he appears every now and again on my solo one, just chilling. Uh, if you want anything Giants-related, New York Giants, that is, not San Francisco Giants, because I barely watch baseball, very casual fan. <laughs> Definitely check me out. I am at the Hub YT on basically every single platform or the Hub underscore YT. Uh, enough about that, though. With this episode and the boys, I'm going to give it a solid 9 out of 10. I um, love basically everything about it. Can't wait to see what they do in the finale. Even if, uh, like Kid Blue said, he's not sure how they're going to wrap up the storylines, I'll be fine with them leaving it on a cliffhanger. Uh, because, well, there's almost always a cliffhanger at the end mm -hmm. of, like, any show that has multiple seasons, right, at a season finale. You gotta draw you back in somehow. I'm fine with them leaving in at that as well to get us back for season four. Unfortunately, it doesn't look like I'm, I'm gonna make it for Sunday night, but I'm definitely, as soon as this is over, just watching that episode, Oh, absolutely. Man. Yeah, I know, I know. It's, so Sundays are tricky, but like I said, I'm going to be gone next week, so that's why I, I chose Sunday. If you could do Saturday at all, bro, I would make it, but Sunday I'm out. Uh, well, the thing is, I think Dave is Titan Goji's doing a stream Saturday and he wants me to be mm. a part of it, so 
Yeah. I wouldn't be able to do it. Like I said, I want to give people time to watch the episode too. So that's really why I'm doing it Sunday. Understandable. Yeah. All right, but man, Kush, thanks for being here as always, man. And like I said, I love what you bring to the table. You, you, you. Not that you're a wealth of sports knowledge, but you got the strength of geek knowledge like no other. So definitely appreciate you being here, my dude. Uh, keep up the awesome work, man. I, I love what you do, man. You're definitely the way you run things inspires Nerd Cage Life for sure. Thank you, Dion Motherfucking McGill, Chicago Illinois of Off the Beaten Podcast, man. Again, you're you are one of our fan favorites you're always you're a beloved figure here at nerd cage live and we just always love your company we love what you bring to the table as always man dish it out and plug yourself in my dude yeah yeah uh just first things first man off the beaten podcast for people if you want to know the inside dope about chicago everyone talks about this magical town they think they know what's going on you can tune into my podcast where i actually talk about it. i give you inside scoop and i talk to the people most importantly that make this city one of the best in the world so check that out um i'm yeah we're not even gonna talk about the youtube thing whatever um i <laughs> love this episode um like I said before, it, like I, action is easy to do to some degree, right? People who do it well, it's easy to do, right? And they've done action throughout this. Uh, what frozen story is much harder. Um, I think it, to me it is right, and and uh, I think they pulled it off well. It was great to finally see what makes Butcher Butcher, right? And you yeah. see he's basically a mirror of his father, right? And then you see, you know, and then we signed Black Noir and, um, you know, and so on and so forth. And I really enjoyed it. I would give this episode a 10 uh, because it just, it held up, especially following Herogasm and this, the huge fight and everything. I just thought that this one held up very well, told a good story. Um, I can't wait. And I really, of all the things in this episode, the one thing I was the least excited about was actually the bombshell. And I, what, what actually got me excited about it now is Kush with his his theory. Now I'm super excited. <laughs> I'm like, I'll be going to the next episode. Who's the mom? Who's the mom? That's all I, now that's all I want to know. Not um, the mama. Who's the like, mama? I just want to know who's the mom. That's why it's so, so fun to watch talk it, about. Watch us just never find out. Right. 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 So, so, it's gonna gloss over it. Right. Uh, so thank you for that, Kush. I appreciate. Like now you got me excited about that. Um, other than that, you know, it's always great to be with you guys and, and gals, hear your perspectives and, and such, and I appreciate it so much. Thank you, Jay. I will not be here Sunday. I am going to be a taste of Chicago all yeah, day, every day this weekend. But that's Bartend. okay. That's Making okay, because that I'm going to see you on Tuesday. <laughs> I'm fucking ready for Rage Against the Machine, man. I get and to say, go with you. I'm fucking yes. excited. And if anybody, you know, if you guys are near Chicago, man, come in. I'm actually off work all next week except for Monday. If you're going to G-Fest, I'm going to be at G-Fest at least one day that weekend. Yes. I'm going to be around town all during the week. I got Rage Against the Machine. I got other some other concert I'm going to. I got stuff all over the place. So if you're around, come to Chicago. Have a good time. I'll get you on my podcast. We'll talk all the skinny, and we'll smoke some weed because that's what we do in Chicago. So. <laughs> I'm really, dude, I cannot wait for Tuesday, man. I'm like counting the days, like, like I can't wait to be on vacation. I can't wait to get out of here. I can't, uh, I haven't been anywhere since the pandemic started. Okay. So I can't wait to go to Chicago. I just oh, awesome. get that deal. Get that deal. I know, listen, I know Kush is in New York City, but I know it's going to be blasphemy, but man, I love that deep dish so fucking much. I no, no, can't no, no, wait. No, 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 no. We're not, ha just for the record, we're not having deep dish. 
no, that is not Chicago pizza. <laughs> pub style is Chicago pizza, and I know all the best places. Okay, so okay. Get pub style. Now not coming. I'm ready. I want. I want to go to Au Chevelle. I want to go to Wiener Circle, Au Chevelle. Wiener Circle and Au Chevelle. Okay, that's we're gonna, we're I respect yes. pub style pizza because it actually looks like pizza and not like a tomato pie with cheese in it. That's, all right, that's that is what, what deep I dish eat is a tomato paste pie. Tomato paste. <laughs> Chicago makes the best New York style pizza. Behave yourself. <laughs> what? Behave yourself. Uh, All know. right. I don't know about that one. <laughs> Joe from Ball One Gaming, plug your thoughts on the uh, episode. And of course, tell them about the games we're going to play when we get back. Yes. When Jay gets back from his vacation, <laughs> we will be playing every Tuesday Bayonetta. Yeah! <laughs> we have never played before, so that should be lots of fun. A lot of fun first for us. And uh, every will be the original God of War. Amen. I'm looking forward to playing as Kratos. Uh, I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. Great storytelling, great origin stories. Seems like they were able to tie up any loose ends and, you know, extra characters we needed to see. And then... You know, it's just a great setup for the final battle that is to come. <laughs> Amen. Um, I'm, again, I I have not given any of these episodes in Season 3 less than a 10. This is still a 10 for me. I absolutely loved it. It was amazing. Again, uh, Tabmok said it best. We're, we're, we had an action-oriented episode last week. This one was more dramatized, but, and it worked. Great way to follow up. It's almost like when you watch Kill Bill Volume 1 and Kill Bill Volume 2. Both movies are fantastic, but for different reasons. And that's what this episode felt like. Um, I just want to also reiterate, let me just regurgitate one last time, that Sunday will be the boys finale spoiler discussion. If y'all can make it, I know it's unusual for us to do a Sunday stream. We've done it before. But like I said, I'm leaving for Chicago Monday night, which is why we're going to do it Sunday. And I don't want to wait two weeks to do a stream. Plus, we're going on hiatus on YouTube anyway. So if you guys can be there, you have three days to watch episode eight, and we're going to spoil the shit out of it Sunday night. Hopefully y'all can make it. Um, I understand if some people can't, or you want to just tune in later, that's perfectly fine. Also, tomorrow, the Mount Rushmore of Action Stars. We're going to determine once and for all, if we were to blow up Mount Rushmore and replace it with our favorite Action Stars, who would it be? We're going to determine that tomorrow night, 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, premiere. I want to premiere this video because I want to see everybody's reaction. Okay? So if you can be there at the premiere in the live chat, please make an effort if you can. It is going to be tomorrow, 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, 8 Central Motherfuckers, and the Motherfuckers out west, it's 6 o'clock. Really looking forward to it. The, 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 the video is still baking in the oven, but it's sm smelling mighty fine right now, and I cannot wait to unleash this beast. And Jay, Tomorrow night. it's going to be 7 Mountain Time, which is actually where Mount Rushmore really is. Oh! I did not plan that. Now I'm glad you said that. So Trust yes. us. We'll love this one. It is jam-packed and juicy as fuck. So. And, and you know, some of y'all been saying, Jay, is there going to be a skit? Is there going to be a skit? Yes. Mm. There'll yeah, be a skit. And you'll love it. You'll love it. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I especially love it, just saying. Um, <laughs> and one more thing. We're going to do a Twitch after party. 
So after it, it airs, we're, me and Joe, me and Joe are gonna let our nuts hang out on the couch, and we're gonna just watch. We're gonna react to videos on Twitch. We're not gonna game. We're gonna. That won't be on camera, so don't worry about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're gonna <laughs> hang out on Twitch. We're gonna be a Twitch after party, and we're just gonna react to like random videos on the internet, Tourette's guy, whatever. And we're just gonna have fun, hang out, and we'll talk about whatever you want to talk about. Um, and again, uh, after this premiere and after our Sunday stream. We are going to be taking a break, much needed break. I need the break, and we're going to rebrand a little bit. But we're going to have two. Let me just say this right now. Let me just put the camera on me. We're going to have two bombshells for you. We're going to have a reveal of what the new nerd cage is going to look like, and then the other reveal is a giveaway. I will not say what it is, but I promise you, guy, it's. I promise you all, it's going to change everything. So look forward to it. Um, we don't know when we'll make these announcements. But if you're on the Facebook discussion group that is Nerd Cage Nation and on Instagram and on Twitter, we will definitely give you everybody a heads up. And I'm sure I'll do a community post. And we're gonna be on and we're still gonna Twitch. We're still gonna me and Joe are still gonna Twitch. And we'll keep you posted on when we're ready to drop these bombshells. Uh, that being said, I just again, please, 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 please subscribe to all these fine people you see on screen right now. Now that they are fantastic. And unique individuals with talent of creating content, entertaining and wholesome content, they are even better friends. And I am grateful I'm the luckiest nerd on the planet to have them. And I'm glad that we got to talk to the boys for these last few weeks. And I can't wait to talk more boys on Sunday and look forward to Mount Rushmore. Again, thank you to everybody on screen. I really mean that. You guys mean the world to me. Uh, that being said, we pre ask you to like, comment, subscribe, Ring that bell and spread that shit like Compound V24. That being said, from yours truly, Syracuse, New York, Florida, Chicago, Illinois, Portland, Oregon, to all of our friends and fans and New York City, to all of our friends and fans around the world at Nerd Cage Live, The Hub, Kid Blue, Off the Bean Podcast, The Pretty Guardian. Tabmonk99, to all of our friends, friends friends around the world at NerdCage Life, please, as always, enjoy life, stay safe, do your push-ups, eat your vegetables, watch the boys, and good night. Night. Ooh, trying to get out of the NerdCage, are ya? Well, before you go, hit that subscribe button. And if you're really intrigued, ring that bell. Thank you for dropping by. Until next time, tell everyone you know about Nerd Cage Live! <laughs>